Oops. Where did come from? I'm thinking it's coming from the thing. That was from me. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Theories and Thoughts Podcast with your hostess, Anya and Pansy. Greetings. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I was still. <laughs> We're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to figure something out. Look, we need somebody who wants to come in and just share it to our pages. Okay, that's it. That's all. Anywho, welcome you guys. Um, today we have a great episode. We have She Wins Society, Ms. An- How you say her name? Andromeda, Andromeda, Coach Andromeda. Thank you. I'm saying it right. Okay, well, she's gonna correct this. <laughs> she comes on and listen. So earlier, I sent you know I sent you the post. I sent you their social medias and bios and everything. Mm-hmm. And I went to send her the link, right? Mm-hmm. And I sent it to you instead of her. Oh, I don't recall getting it though. But I I saw like a preview message from her, and I was like, "What is going on?" But I was like, "I'm gonna let them handle it." Cause I was in the middle of something else. So I sent I sent it to you, and because it was on the the email thread, uh-huh. and I went, I clicked, and I was like, "I sent it to her." Let me, you know, screen me being a smart. Let me screenshot. Let me show her where it is. And it said so fancy. I was like, "Oh, my bad, yeah. little <laughs> my bad, little mom." <laughs> That was my bad. I'm sorry. So she handled like a good sport. She was like, oh, no problem. You know, um, I'll talk to you guys later. I was like, great. I'm so glad she was so nice about it. Because she was like, I went through every email. I still haven't gotten yeah, it. That's what I saw. And I was like, okay, well, you just want some little link. So, okay. So I, had, I sent it to you. <laughs> Not bad. So, word to the wise, before you go back and forth with somebody, go to the te- go to the email first. To make sure you sent it to the right person. Right. Anywho, Fancy, how was your weekend? What'd you get done? What did you do? Um, oh, I was um look, I'm sitting here like, what did I do this weekend? Uh I actually was honored at um the Empowered Diva Awards presented by Sisters of Empowerment Inc. And um, so I went there on Sunday and it was really nice. Um and it was also just, you know, I know a lot of the women that uh, were nominated as well. So it was just kind of like reconnecting with them a little. Um, and then, yeah, but today I actually got a car. So I'm kind of like. Well, I, mean, I haven't broke for a little while. Yeah. Well, you know, I got that one at the shop. But Dylan um, is be so busy, you know, and with her planning to go out for school, it was always the plan that she would get that car. So. Yeah, and you know, after I had got it fixed, she ended up missing a bumper up like the same week. Yeah, that's how I feel about Chloe. (laughs) Yeah, so that was my weekend. But how was your weekend? It was okay. Hi, Gretchen. Gretchen. Um, You guys, as you're coming in, please put where you're um, watching us from. Oh, Tampa, Florida. So you were already already on it. Okay, Tampa. Okay, Tampa. So um, this weekend we had the funeral for my brother. <clears throat> oh, I don't think I ever talked about it here on the platform. But my brother, my stepbrother, did pass away on the eighth. Was that that Monday? On the eighth of March. No, the seventh. Yeah, he passed away on the seventh of March. Um, and we had his funeral 
on last Friday. Hi, Jessica. Thank you for joining us. And Norma, Norma from Houston, Jessica's from Tampa. So we had the funeral on to, on Friday. Um, I didn't get to see my mom because she was sick and she didn't want me to come by to get that sickness or whatever. She said she had some chills and all that. So we're going to let her keep those germs over there. I did get to talk to my grandfather and my grandmother. Um, I got to talk. I had a really deep conversation. I want to talk about it a little bit on um, with my auntie. But I wanted to just say, so at the service, we were supposed to leave Sunday morning. But at the service, my cousin was like, he's an Indian. And he was like, if y'all going to be here for Super Sunday, we're going to be da-da-da-da. I was like, Super Sunday? Now, y'all, I don't never participate in Super Sunday. Super Sunday is something with the Mardi Gras Indians in New Orleans. So I never, I don't remember a time of going, okay? <laughs> I, I just don't remember. But, baby, I got my whole entire life out there. And I was just praying that COVID didn't touch me, didn't touch my soul. Because nobody had on a mask and it was a whole lot of people. But it was beautiful. Me and one of my best friends, Kim, went out and we went out there in the festivities. You got, you saw the beautiful um, Indians. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to post them on my Lady CEO page in the stories. So if you want to see the crowd and everything, I'll put it in my stories on my IG. But it was so much fun. Like, I enjoy myself. And anything in New Orleans, you know you have to walk. Yeah. You have to walk. <laughs> So we walked um, some miles, some blocks. It, I won't even say it was miles. It was blocks. And Kim is the police, so we parked right by some police. And, you know, we had a good time. Saw some clean bathrooms for $2, honey. Listen, it was good. I seen uh, family. I seen one of my good friends from out here, Shauna. Um, we snapped it up. It was just a good time. I had to find something to wear while I was out there because clearly I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared. Um which is what I say. So is it like parade, like a parade or is it they like a parade, but it's not really a parade. Like the Indians, they come through. Like you have to open up when they coming through and they passing by, but it's really just people and oh. the Indians out here. And then they all meet in the park and everything. Okay. So me and my hairstylist was looking it up yesterday. She was like, so what is Super Sunday? I was like, girl, I don't know. So, I mean, and being from New Orleans, I'm, um, I found in my, as an adult, I like history and I like to learn little known things about New Orleans. So uh, things that I just don't know. So that was like really, really, really good. So yeah. So driving home yesterday, I was talking to my aunt, my dad's sister. And in um, Family Dynamics on, in Family Dynamics on, um, I'm about to say Peacock. But it's not Peacock. It's the Exposure Network. I talked a lot about not feeling apart or not feeling accepted by my family. You recall? Mm -hmm. So me and my aunt was talking and da da da. And I had made mentioned in a group family text that I did not feel accepted in my family. And my aunt said, through the conversation that we were having, she just blurted out. She was like, yeah, and you said something on the group text about not being, not feeling um, accepted in this, that, her. And she was like, you've always been accepted in da, 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 da. So we got a chance to actually have a conversation about it, you know, and, and so much of it was a misunderstanding. And some of it, I, she, you know, 
you have your own feelings from things that's happening to you and everything. But I just, I'm thankful to have been and had that conversation with my aunt because one of the things that I did talk about and I do talk about many times on my upbringing, like my aunt called me that little girl until I was in my thirties. But my aunt explained to me yesterday that she calls everything little. <laughs> Seriously. But, you know, if so, if you don't know that about a person, that's disrespectful to you. Right. I get and it. And she was like, Anya, I never felt the way about you. I just loved you. And, you know, I brought up some other stuff. And she was like, well, I didn't know this and this, that, and third. So it just felt good. And sometimes you don't know that you needed that, you know, right. that closure. Because I had then moved on. I love my aunt. I talk to her, you know, I deal with them and everything. Hi, B, um, JB. Oh, hey, JB. He been coming on. So like now we're, we're friends. Oh, hey. <laughs> but, um, I will employ you if you're feeling a type of way with someone and it's like family or something, maybe it's a misunderstanding. Maybe it's something that you didn't know about them. For me, as I always say, I was an outside child. So a lot of it, stem from that, you know, and she, she may mention that my dad always called himself the black sheep and he never came around that much. She said, so you wasn't never around much. Right. And because I wasn't around that much, I didn't develop a relationship with them. And she didn't know my mom. And she said that she said, I didn't know your mom, <laughs> you know, to be able to call you and do different things. She said, only thing I, you know, from holidays when your dad would bring you by and you know, if you buy mom during the summertime, she said, so, so that was, that was so significant. And I find myself, I find that I am so much like my auntie. So shout out to my auntie Yvonne Alexander. I found that I'm so much like her. Like we have a conversation and she's like, people, just, people just, they gonna like you girl. And she's like, they, they get offended. I don't care. Cause she, this was so funny. She was like, um, yeah, these girls that I used to, cause she's retired. She's like, I will go and, um, go, go get something to eat with them. No, I, they would want me to come get something to eat with them, but they want to eat hot dogs. And I tell them I'm not cheap with myself. I said, oh, that sounds like something I was <laughs> Yeah. I'm not cheap with myself, honey. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, I like that. Me too. I was like, oh, girl, I'm going to put that on my Facebook. I am not cheap with myself, my aunt. So I just, I employ you to just, you know, if, because I didn't, I don't know her, but also, and I try to tell people a lot of times too, have you taken the time out? Like people be like, my little sisters would be like, well, I want to have a better relationship with Melvin, my older brother. And I'm like, contact him, text him, call him. That's how you get a relationship. That's how you, you know, it's not right. just one-sided. And people be so quick. But this person didn't call me and this person is... Did you yeah. call them? Yeah. I took up a lot of time, but I just wanted to drive home that part, that point. Um, so speaking of New Orleans, there were there was a fatal carjacking. A 73-year-old woman was carjacked and killed in New Orleans by four teenagers. Their parents made them go in and surrender. So the question tonight is, would you, would you turn your child in if they were wanted by the law? So what happened was, like I said, the four teenagers um, fated, um, fatally killed a woman and stole her car in New Orleans. Their parents, it was two sets of parents, 
made them go in and turn themselves in. So would you turn your child in? I see Sharona said the um the phone goes both ways. Yes, it does, Sharona. And Sharona tell you, girl, I'll be uh, I, I call I video chatted her one day and she was like, What's wrong? I said, Nothing, I miss you. I can't just miss you and won't talk. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Great. Hey, Latanza, I think. I hope I be saying everybody's name correctly. <laughs> I know I be jacking up. That's why. Me. I'm like, okay. I always go to uh, refer to um to fancy. So Sharona says, hell yeah, she would. I personally, I would too. Uh, actually, I I was thinking. I was like. I really like I would really like to be like yeah I would but I'm really probably I wouldn't I don't I don't think I would I don't I don't think I could like I couldn't you know but I'm just like prayerfully I never have to experience anything like that I started thinking like well if you raise them right you know they shouldn't be in trouble with the law so if they do get in trouble with the law i was thinking about how i raised my kids and then i was like you know so if they are in trouble with the law that's their own doing so you might should but i just don't think i could bring myself to do that uh i see joe morris said after i kick his or her ours arenas <laughs> so i mean i would and i i, I agree with joe like um, Jessica says I would, but I would get them an attorney. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna give them an attorney either. Well, I, that's why I was thinking. Um, as I was talking to somebody about the story about the carjacking, and I was like, um, that's probably why they, the parents, turned them in, um, because they were hoping that you know the judicial system would be a little bit more lenient. But they've already said that they're gonna prosecute them to the fullest. Um, I see Norma said it would be really hard. Okay, Norma, you get it. I like it. It seems like you might still be saying you would do it. Y'all, I just don't. I mean, I'm sitting here saying, Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. But I mean, <coughs> it would be hard. Yes, I'm saying, Yeah, I'll do it. But it would be hard. It will be very hard. But then you have, I, I always I always go by the thought of it's either you or me, and I'm always gonna choose me. If you're in my house, okay, that's aiding and abetting. They find you in my house and they know I know that they've been looking for you. I'm not gonna jail for you. Let's see, Latanza okay. said it would be hard for me also, but I would also think if it were the other way. I mean, I, it goes for me. I think that is is one of those things that I raised you right, so you know right from wrong. You know, um, it's me or you. And like, why are you out here carjacking? So let me say this: um, Sharona said it wouldn't be easy. But I, but I'm also not trying to get a queen and slim situation, right, Sharona? Right. So real quick, I know we didn't talk about this, um, but I seen a meme. It wasn't a meme. It was somebody's past um, Facebook post, and they said, "Y'all think that these crack babies were a lot? Wait until these Katrina babies get bigger." And it was like, it's so much unhealed trauma and depression and stuff. And that's something that we have to think about, you know? Yeah. 
it's a lot of unhealed things. And my my nephew was actually a, um, a Katrina baby. He was actually a baby. And um, I've shared that he's in and out of jail. He's out now. He came out Saturday. Thank God. But And my brother's been out for a little while now, too. But I never understood how you can be raised with the same people and not do those things that they do. That is a good question. But I don't know. I mean, but it's so, you know, you see it, though. So it happens. But I don't know. Okay. Thank y'all for participating in the theories and thoughts question of the week. Next question. So I'm browsing Facebook. Y'all know I give these stories from on Facebook, Instagram, just seeing stuff. So this young lady talks about how she took her baby daddy off of child support. And she talks about how she figured out how he can get a CDL and is to help with co-parenting. <laughs> and y'all know I don't have no children. So I'm always refer back to fancy in the beginning. <laughs> Uh, so I was I was thinking like um I commend her for what she did. I think like it really would depend on the type of relationship that I had with my children's father. Um I have three kids. I have never received child support in my life. I actually paid child support for one. Um so I would love to know what that's like. Uh but I I wouldn't say I would be totally against what she did, but like somebody mentioned like, okay, so you're just going to do all the heavy lifting. And I was like, that's a good point. You know, like you're putting him in a position to be able to pay the child support, but at the same time, like you should benefit from it. But these men nowadays be so, I don't know what they don't be men. And so that right there alone, like, that's the scary part. Because you could very well do that, and then they don't give you anything, you know? So kind of to ensure that there is some type of support there, I don't know if I would do it. But um, I don't know. Maybe we maybe we could have something, some other type of agreement in place, like, that has, uh, you know, that's, like, um, legal, I just couldn't say, oh, no, I'm not, you know. But as far as I, I still, um, I, my first baby daddy, uh, I wouldn't say that, like, he's never had a, a legal job. So there's no opportunity for me to do anything like that to help him. But if he were actually ready to change his life around and, you know, try to do something, yeah, I would be supportive of that. But if, now that I'm thinking about it, though, hell, my kid's about grown, so. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know like so i'm gonna sit here and help you get this money for all these other kids you didn't had after mine i don't i don't know but that was really like i think the whole thing that i that i really liked about it though was the co-parenting aspect of things and how co-parenting should work but that's not necessarily how it always does work you know so you right. have really depends on the individual that you're co-parenting with like are they really the type that's gonna look back you know because look how many women look at all these uh swindler movies we've been seeing these documentaries you know so you didn't help this man get off or are you about to help him get a whole trucking company and who's to say what he's gonna do and it ain't it ain't so much like a lot of women be looking at how much he's gonna make and what he's gonna spend with this other family i would not be concerned with those things but i would definitely be concerned about what he's doing for the child that i had with him you know that's those are my thoughts on the matter so my thoughts real quick um, is this. The first thing I was thinking was, girl, you're a duck. 
Here's why I call her a duck. I felt like she was a duck because I, I was like, you're doing all this for him. What is he doing for himself? Um, he has no buy-in. So I remember talking to my therapist about my niece. And the therapist was just like, the therapist was like, she had no buy-in. She was like, you got her the therapist. You got her this, you did this, you she went, you went to the school, you made sure stuff. She had no buy-in. What is he doing to help the situation? The second thing was he, as Sharona said, he might take the truck and dip. He might how many times have we heard the stories of women helping men get up on their feet and everything, and then they take whatever it is and and go. Norma says, I think it goes both um, both ways. If a man pays child support, it should be affordable, not where they cannot live and also be able to see their children. Correct. I 100% agree with you, Norma. Jessica says, kudos to her, but it's not, it's a no for me. I will start the trucking company and he can come work for me and still pay his child that's support. That's what I'm talking about, Jessica. Agree, okay. Jessica. Yes. That's Jessica. a good meeting and that's right it. That's it right there because I feel like if he, I mean, I help. Okay, let let's come to turn. Like maybe I wasn't gonna, I wouldn't buy the trucking company for him, but maybe we could be partners. I mean, are you doing the research on this? Okay, I'm finding a place for you to get your CDL. I'm about to get my CDL too. Just things like that. But I'm not going to because so many times we've seen, and I've been a victim of that. You help a dude get on his feet, and then yeah. And they'll be like, you didn't do anything at all. Not nothing. Didn't have a pot to piss in when they met you. And then, you know, it's... That part, Joe says, put it in legal writing. What he will be be doing for the child. Agreed. And like you said, Fancy, I won't be thinking about, oh, what is he doing for those other kids? You know, or whatever. It's really to put him in a a good position. Co-parenting can work. I've seen it work with my friends and different things, mm-hmm. but you just have to know how to maneuver through it. Again, I've never been a core payment, co-parent, really. I mean, I've dated men who had children, but it was it didn't last long enough for us to just yeah. have the whole Brady Bunch situation. Y'all know I don't have no children, but I just thought that was really interesting. And I was just, and the guy, so... The one video, this guy's like, women, do y'all see this? If you work together with a man, this and that, you can work together with him, then put him on instead of putting him on like that. So thank you guys. That is the news for today. Thank you guys for participating. And here is our commercial about the talk show. Ladies, don't get mad. Please don't get upset with me. What? <laughs> Excuse me? Me? <laughs> Let me show you. But for me, that has been um, my way of leaving a digital footprint. Maybe she's not saying it wrong. It's just you don't like the tone. <laughs> and I know I'm emotional. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to... Sorry, not sorry. Um, You know, and sometimes self-care looks that way.
okay. was, I didn't even realize it. Well, y'all check out season one before you check out season two. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> um, please say your name for us. <laughs> Andromeda Raheem. Andromeda. So you were right, Fancy. I love yeah, you. Okay. Welcome, Andromeda. Tonight, guys, we have she went um Andromeda. Coach Andromeda of She Wins Society with us. And I am so excited about this because I keep seeing it on my face, on my Instagram. So I got connected with you some kind of way and I'm just loving everything you're doing. So right now, please tell our audience a little about yourself and what you do. Sure. Well, first, I just want to say thank you for having me. I think what you guys are doing is so awesome. I'm like, this is so cool. <laughs> And the conversation that I jumped in on was like, okay, this is good. This is juicy. But <laughs> welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Andromeda Rahim. I am the founder of She Wins Society. I am a certified master life coach. I am also an author of a book entitled She Wins, The Ultimate Guide for Women to Gain a Winning Mindset and Lead a Winning Lifestyle. I know that's a mouthful. <laughs> um, my next book is coming out super soon. Like my publisher just told me my sample copy is in the mail. And that is She Wins Again. More life, more life transforming inspiration to get your mind right and win in life. And so I have a passion for self-care and personal development. My belief, my mantra is that is that the better you get, the bigger you win. And it's so absolutely important for women to prioritize their health and their personal development. And so with my community, that is what we do. We offer personal and professional development classes. We also take self-care retreats and we build sisterhood because another one of my mantras is when women support women, we all win. And so I just truly believe that when we are we are better, you know, as and our, as our individual selves, we can be good sisters to one another, and as we are good sisters to one another, we can make great impact in the world. That's true. Yeah, and I love it. Um, I've been following Andromeda for some years, um, and then you were also in an issue a few years back. So I've just, you know, um, I love the mission and what you've been doing, and just, you know, it's been really amazing just to see your growth and how things are steadily going. So, and I gotta check out your books because I forgot. Like I be seeing a book cover, but I didn't even think about like, hey, she has a book. Okay. I um <laughs> I was like, she wins society, and um I text fancy. And I was like, do you know her? Do we know her? Why her name? Why this sounds familiar? And she was like, oh, she'll be a great guest. So I was like, okay, cool. Let me reach out and, and see what she'll like to be a part. So she went to society. What made you say, you know what? I need to build this community. This is a need out here in these streets. So what made you say, you know what? Let me build this. Let me start here. Well, so it started in 2014 for me. Um, you know, I graduated from college. I got my degree in accounting. It took me six years to get that bachelor's degree because I really didn't know what I wanted. I kept changing my major. Nothing really felt like it was me, but I felt like I did it because my parents were expecting that of me. So I settled on accounting because my sister got her degree in that. And I was like, well, she could just help me and I'll just get up out of here, you know. Um, but after I worked for the state of Florida for a few years, I just, you know, was chasing the money because that was the only fulfillment I felt I could get from it. And once I reached like that salary that was like, oh, that's like my arrival or whatever. And I realized I wasn't still, I wasn't happy still. I was like, I got to figure out like, what is it that God called me to do? Like, what's my purpose? What's going to fulfill me? And so I just kind of went on this journey of like, just trying things that I was passionate about. I've always been a creative and I've always liked to write. And so I realized that the gift that God has given me is the gift of writing, right? It has always come naturally to me. I just like, I could bust out a 10 page paper overnight for school and get it, still get an A. So I just knew like that was my thing. 
And so I started a blog to, to kind of get my juices flowing to see like what I want to write about. Cause my goal really was to become an author. Like I'm just going to write all these books. And then I started this blog and I started to talk about the things that were like my pain points in life. And I realized that for me, the kind of revolving door of friendships was like my issue. Like I always really wanted to have close female friendships. Like I was one of those people were like, if you talk to me for a little bit, like we're friends, you know? And then I would get disappointed down the line when I realized, no, we're not friends. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm just like, I just really wanted to, you know, find like my people, my tribe, the women who I felt like were thoughtful and supportive and could communicate with one another and work through issues and things like that. Like those sex in the city type of friendships, you know, that stand the test of time. And so I started to talk about the things that I felt like, you know, I could have done better in friendships with other women, things that other women could have done better with me. And through that, I started to share it on Instagram. And then I would have women, you know, reply to me and they would, they could, could resonate with what I was sharing. And so I realized, okay, I'm like finding my tribe. And so I, I decided to create like a small social group in Tallahassee, Florida, where I was living at the time. And we would just get together and have these really meaningful, authentic conversations about things that we experienced in our childhood, just really the deep stuff, you know, the good stuff. And so just from sharing what we were doing on Instagram, um, women started to say like, how do we become a part of this movement? And then that's when I realized, okay, there is, is, is bigger than just Tallahassee. It's bigger than just me. Like I need to create a space for these women who have the same desires of my heart, who want to come together, who want to grow in sisterhood, who want to be supportive of one another. And so that's how I did it. At the time it was entitled Women by Choice. Um, and it was, it was really a blog. And I entitled it Women by Choice because I, for me, I recognize that being a woman is more than just like turning 18 years old. It's really making the choice to hold yourself accountable for your own ha- health, happiness, and success. And so it, I rebranded to She Went Society, though, in 2019 as an expression of my growth because in the process of building um, women by choice, in the process of experiencing other women, I recognize that we have to prioritize our self-care. So I experienced burnout on multiple occasions towards the end of 2018. I really got burnt out to the point where I like, my cup was empty. Like I was like, I don't want anybody to bother me type of thing. I'm like, this this can't be. Like I need to be able to keep going for my people, you know? And so I created She Went Society because I wanted to also not only bring women together, but I wanted to create that space, like I shared earlier, for women to be able to invest in their personal development, focus on their self-care so that they can be in better individually so that we can be stronger as sisters that's dope um what does your shirt say it's the self-care and sisterhood for me (laughs) i need one of them where can i find it at shewinsociety.com okay i'm gonna buy that um so listen i almost wore my self-care is the new sexy shirt tonight and we are so big on self-care and i was actually just talking to my hairstylist because um, I don't know if you heard when I was saying that I didn't I didn't like how my hair felt this weekend. Mm-hmm. So I called my I mess I text her. And so when I got back in town yesterday, she had me an appointment ready. But one of the things was she said, Anya, you have to step back. I used to get massages every week. And she was like, You have to start back getting massages. You don't have to be every week, but once a month, an hour and a half. And she was like, just let it go. Excuse me. So that's a self-care practice I have. Um, fancy, I always talk about how Fancy taught, um, introduced me to meditation. I had heard about meditation, but she really helped me. She was really the instrument that drove me to meditation. 
Um, getting my hair done is self-care. Going to my esthetician is self-care. Just sitting in this house quiet is <laughs> my self-care. And people, because I heard somebody say once, they were like, um, women think going to spend money is an act of self-care, but just sitting in the house you know, quiet or what have you, self-care. And I was like, yeah, because that's what I do. So when you started experiencing burnout and you were like, you know what? I got it. Us as women, this, that, and a third. What were some of the things that you decided that was going to be a part of your self-care practice? Well, the first thing I realized is that I cannot start my day opening up my phone. I realized I had this really bad habit of as soon as I open my eyes, the first thing I'm doing is reaching over and grabbing my phone, trying to see what emails came through, trying to see what orders came through, trying to see what notifications are on Instagram. And I'm like, no, because you could end up for out there for hours. Now, all of a sudden, I jumped right into trying to help other people or solve other people's problems. And I haven't even taken a moment to Thank God that I'm alive. Take a moment to center myself and, and think about my own self and my own thoughts. So that was number one is to before I get into my phone, before I open my email, before I do any of that, I take my self-care time. So that for me looks like um, getting up, you know, doing the regular wash my face, brush my teeth, all that. Pray, pray, journal. So in my journal, I have a, um, a rule that I have to at least fill one page with what I'm grateful for and one page with positive affirmations every day. And then um, from there, I go into yoga, meditation, and some sort of exercise, at least 20 minutes of exercise. And then after that, you know, take my shower, and then I get into my day. And that's how I make sure that I center myself and that I feel like I'm my best self when I get my morning routine. And because at that point, I've shaken off any kind of negative energy that might have got off of me, on me or anything I'm carrying from the night before. Right. I can pour from a full cup instead of a half a cup. Or right. Right. I ask that because, you know, especially with dealing with women, you have to <laughs> take back because you take on so much. One of the things that I decided to do, well, I wake up and I pray. And if I grab the phone before I pray, I'd be like, okay, sorry, God, let me put this back and pray before I even get out the bed. And another thing that I started doing was, you know how the alarm go, and it wakes you up. <laughs> I love Tony Jones and she has some affirmations, um, morning affirmations. And that's what wake me up now. Mm. Like my favorite one is she says, I decided to do, um, I, I wanted to do this forever. I can't even think of it right now, but it's like, I, I, I'm going to do this forever. This is today will be a great day. Some she says, and I'm just like, yes, that's what I need. Um, so that helps with my self-care, getting up out the bed and different things. And that's what wakes me up. Fancy, look like you was about to say something. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I've actually read that, you know, having a morning routine is a big part of, you know, having a good day. Um, I think there was like an article out recently about it. And I know that for me, initially, I used to have a really good morning routine that consisted of me getting up at five o'clock. And it's like um, for the past few months, maybe even six months or so, I've really struggled with getting up. But um, I've still had to what I've had to do is basically just accept like, hey, I'm actually getting up at about 630 or seven. But I still had to then work in that time, like adjust my schedule so that I was able to get that time. And like my my morning sounds a lot like Andromeda's um, with prayer and, you know, then going into journaling 
it. Then I have like a, I have a gratitude journal, but I also have like an affirmation journal. So right. just kind of depending on which, but what I actually try to do with my um, gratitude journal, I try to do a full page too of like, you know, of just everything that I'm grateful for, um, no matter how big or small. But I realized I still, I mean, one thing someone told me is um, when I was just telling her like how I used to get up on time and she was saying that what someone told her, cause she was like how she used to get up and she would pray. And then she think that she's about to, you know, just take on the day and do some other things. And she would end up falling back asleep. And so what she pointed out was that this older woman told her, you know, that rest is actually good for you. That's what you're needing right now, you know? So don't feel guilty about that. And so that's really what I've been having to tell myself. And then um, one of my clients that's actually a spiritual life coach, Danae, that was Danae, that was recently on. Um, she actually sent me an email like in December and she was just like, you're going to have a busy season. So when you feel inclined to rest, you know, take that time to rest. And so I've just really been remembering that. But I still feel like I struggle with my self-care in some way. Like, I just still kind of feel like I don't, I don't know, like I don't practice it regularly or I will. I think I've been feeling like a lot of, you know, lately there's been a lot of conversations about how we shouldn't um, see taking that time to ourselves as a reward. Like that should not be a reward. That should be something that we do on a regular. And so right. that is kind of like I've been so not conflicted, but just like mindful of that. But I still do oftentimes feel a little guilt, like when I take time to myself. Right. And, you know, I have I need to I was just thinking I need to do my gratitude journal. So I have a gratitude journal and I have a prayer journal. Now, I don't do a full page, but I do maybe a paragraph in my, in my gratitude journal. I may sometimes fill up. a I do a full page for my prayer journal um, and I need to get better. And this is on my desk right here. Mornings with God. Like I, I bought this in the airport. I don't know if you can see it. Can I bought see. this in the airport. There it is. Yeah. I bought it in the airport and it's absolutely good. It's a good script, scripture every day. So it gets you in, it's a devotion, prayers and devotion for women. And it gets you in your Bible every day and I still don't do it. So I have to figure out a way, but I do pray once I get into the office, I pray with some ladies in the office now. So that helps too. And at some point in my day, I am walking and I'm getting that exercise. So so just wanted to call out self-care, y'all, because self-care is so important. It is not, um, Tony Jones says that rest is not a luxury. It is a, like, we have to do this. This is not something that, that, oh, pat yourself on the back or no, this is what we have to do in order to pull, in order, like you said, Andromeda, to pull from a full cup. I have to take on things for myself. So um, let's get back. <laughs> I'm sorry, again. Uh, so when working in um, the She Win Society, what is the, the number one thing that women resonate the most with? Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a really good question. I would say the struggle for finding time with self-care is definitely real. Um, and also the struggle for finding those real um, relationships, those ones where you feel like you connect with people on a very authentic level and there's no judgment, there's no drama, there's no negativity, there's no gossip. Um, I know for a fact that women who join She Went Society, I mean, they come and they stay. Like we have members who have been there since the beginning. Um, and that's because our community really is a safe space 
for women to be themselves. We encourage authenticity. We encourage people to share their perspectives. We encourage people to be vulnerable and to know like this is a soft space, space to land. You have support. No one's going to judge you. Nobody's going to gossip about you. Nobody's going to talk about you behind your back. Like this is a place where this is genuine sisterhood. We know that we are all different. We're all walking different uh, walks of life. However, we have each other's back. Right. Jessica says, I totally agree. I have to be selfish with myself to pour into others. And being high, um, I don't want to say high society women, but women that are in the spotlight, because we are all in the spotlight, us three, we have to be able to pull from a full cup. And you have to know who's really there for you and who's got your back. My issue, and I talked about this on uh, relationships, Some, I'm sure I've talked about it on this show and on the talk show, how um, growing up, like my family, my my cousins, uh, um, some of my cousins, they weren't really, they didn't really love on me. So when I got older, the women, the women that was supposed to love on me didn't do that. So when I got older, it was hard. It was like I would grab people, like you said, grab holds of people, and it's like, nah, this ain't what it is. But I am so thankful. And the the latest things I've been putting, and my lash is about to fall off. I hate that. I, I use a new adhesive. <laughs> And it is doing the food. Anyway, it was going into my eye. Um, nevertheless, um, what you will find now in my gratitude journal, I know the last four entries say, I am thankful for my, my tribe. Mm-hmm. I am thankful for my tribe. I'm thankful for my tribe. Because now I know these women that's, that's here now, they have my back. Like, I know. I'm going to call Fancy. She's going to shoot a shape. She's going to shoot it straight. She not. She not sugarcoat shit. She's going to tell me exactly what it is, what it ain't. And she's going to, you know, she's going to give her perspective. You know, Anitra, Kim, Patrice, just all my people, you know. But I've been that person who wasn't a good friend, too. So I like when you said that, you know, um, you blogged about some things that you could have done differently. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me some things that may have been some things that you could have done differently in some of your friendships that caused people to not see you as a good friend? Definitely. Um, The first thing that comes to my mind is my inability to communicate effectively. So um, whenever my feelings were hurt or whenever somebody may have said something or done something that I felt like was offensive to me, I did not know how to communicate that. And so for some of my friendships, the things would happen and then it would build up and then it would build up and then it would build up. And by the time I get ready to say something now, I'm like on a hundred and I don't want to mess with you no more. And one of my, one of my very close friends who is still my friend to this day. I mean, I just like, she's my sister at this point. Um, We kind of had that rough period when we were in college where she would just do stuff that would just irritate me. And I felt like she was doing it on purpose. And I felt like she was just trying to, trying to come at me. And at some point we got to a point where I had to tell her like, you did this. And I'm just going down a laundry list of things. And she's just like Andromeda, like I didn't know, you know? And so us being able to have that conversation, we were able to kind of clear the air and understand like, okay, this is her, her personality. Like she's not doing it on purpose. She's not trying to hurt me. She was able to understand the things that I don't like though. So she can be more mindful of how she speaks to me and what she does so that we can maintain our friendship. And as to this day, we are still friends. Like I said, we're more like sisters now because we kind of cleared that air. The other thing too, is that um, 
because of my lack of communication, there would be some people who I wouldn't even kind of give them the time of day. So it was like, if they would do something offensive, I would cut them off immediately. And that cutting off meant look like, like me just stop answering your phone calls, me not having any communication with you whatsoever and leaving you to wonder what happened. And so I didn't really understand how that was so could be so painful or hurtful to a person until somebody did it to me. And mm. I, to this day, that person, I still don't know why they were so upset with me. I tried to reach out to them. I sent the emails, I called, I text, I tried to do all the things and they never responded to me. And I, to this day, still do not know what I did in that friendship. So I mm. said to myself, promised myself, knowing what that was like on the other side, that if somebody does something that's offensive to me, if I value that friendship, at the very least, I am going to allow them the opportunity to know what happened and allow them the opportunity to adjust, adjust their behavior. Now, if they don't after that, after I let you know and you still want to keep, then okay, I got to keep it moving. Right. But at least offer people the opportunity because even if it's not just for our friendship, at least I can let you know that there's a behavior you have that might be affecting a lot of other people, not just me. You know, sometimes people just going through life and they don't know that their behavior is offensive. They don't know that they're being hurtful. They just simply don't know. And if nobody ever tells them, they keep doing it. And so right. communication is key. Girl, you said a mouthful, honey. I, I went like, like that because that was my problem. And I had actually have a girlfriend who stopped being my friend. We are Facebook friends now, but I don't think our relationship would ever be the same because I never spoke up when she did hurt me. But when, when I heard her, cause she told me I didn't value our friendship, she spoke up and she had the ability. But my issue is people who I love and I care about, I had the issue with communication. Anybody else? I didn't care. But if you somebody that I really, really, really loved, it was, it was an issue with communicate. And I would just say, I don't want to deal with you no more. But it was just in this moment, I didn't want to deal with you. It wasn't for life, but that's what I was saying. I don't want to deal with you no more. I don't want to be your friend anymore. But in actuality, and this is me as a grown woman in my 30s. <laughs> but in actuality, you know, communication is so, so deep rooted in our friendships. And we don't, we just don't know how to do it. Fancy, I'm sorry. It looked like I was about to, I cut you off. Yeah, I was going to ask, um, actually kind of circling back to the actual organization. Um, and when you were saying that about like the women um, that are members and just how, you know, they're not going to be judgmental or, you, you know, you don't have to worry about being judged and so on. And just how good of an environment it is. Um, I'm curious to know, like, how do you preserve that? You know, like, um, what is the membership process like, or how are you able to keep that there? Because, you know, it's, it can be kind of, I've been in some organizations before and things got kind of crazy, you know, when you get a lot of women together. So I'm just curious, like, as to what have you found to work for you? You know, I think that with any culture, whether it's a job or anything, like it starts from the top down, right? Like if you, even if you think about, I think both of you are Southern women, right? Mm -hmm. So when you think about like how, people are kind of up north, like in New York. Like, they're not really as hospitable. You walk down the street and you say, hey, they looking at you like, why are you talking to me? You know what I mean? But it's, it's just like the culture of the place. And mm -hmm. so I think that because I have a certain energy about me and I've created a space where the, it's clear that okay. kind of people, for one. Like, not to say, now I will say in the beginning, because my message, I don't, maybe my message wasn't as clear as it should have been. It did attract some people who weren't exactly on board and they had to be removed. 
But I will say in the, within the last, I don't know, maybe like five years, I haven't ran into a situation where I needed to remove somebody from the group because their attitude wasn't right or because, you know, they were doing some shady business. Mm -hmm. um, I think just, again, being clear about what the space is for and, and then aligning with that. Your, your words, your actions align with that it allows for the space to stay that way. But once you uh, once you start letting like, you know, the snakes come in and you start letting bad behavior happen, it's easy for one bad apple to spoil the bunch. But you have to know how to nip that in the bud immediately or call it out and address it and remove it. Definitely. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, What was I going to say? So the organization, do you have to pay? Yes. Your part? Mm -hmm. It's a monthly um, membership. There are three levels of membership. Okay. And so do you have like a trial period where if someone was interested in being a part, they're like, mm, I don't know. Let me see what it's about before I join type situation. We do periodically, like at the top of the year, we did have a trial period um, where members could, you know, invite people in. I felt like that was the safest. <laughs> in terms of a trial period, just because again, when you offer something for free, you're gonna get all kind of people. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so, because I want to maintain the integrity of the space, I'm very particular and protective about it. Okay, yeah. Well, this has been a great conversation because I always like, you know, I think we got a little bit of each thing. But did we not capture something that you wanted to make sure we captured tonight? Well, I was going to ask um, just oh. one thing, because I see that you also, I mean, of course, we know that you're a life coach as well. So if you're a member, do you get the coaching along with the membership or are those kind of like they're not exactly uh, in the same thing? Well, so for the highest level membership, you do get monthly coaching sessions for the mid-level membership. Well, month, I'm sorry, monthly one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions for the mid-level membership. You get monthly group coaching sessions. Okay. Ooh. So, yeah. Um, I think the only thing that I would I would add, I heard you fancy say, you know, you've kind of been struggling with your morning routine. Um, and rest is most definitely important. I just would, my, my reminder to everybody is this, you know, we, we hear the saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. Like we hear it, we know it. Um, but really taking heed to it is so important because we, we have, wear all these hats. We have all these responsibilities. We feel like we have to show up for all of these things. But at the end of the day, if you get sick, everything stops anyway. So you have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself because your business can't run without you. You know what I mean? Like your family will be without you if you if you don't take care of yourself. So all the people right. you feel like depend on you, who the world, you know, their world cannot go on if you are not showing up for them. You still have to think about that other part of it. Like, well, if I don't take care of myself, that might happen anyway. And so I just think that we have to be mindful, like put yourself first. That's the best thing you can do for yourself and everything that's attached to you. That is so deep. That's that's dope. That that is so dope. That is so that's so real. You have to be selfish with yourself. Um, from a blog <laughs> to a big community. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find Andromeda Andromeda Rahim. Um, she wins society. It's spelled just like that. S H E W I N S S O C I E T Y dot com or on Instagram. She wins society, S-H-E-W-I-N-S-S-O-C-I-E-T.
T Y. Sorry, I am like, it's going by, and I'm trying to make sure I put every <laughs> everything. Andromeda has a book out now. It's called Say It Again for Me, please. She wins. She wins. And she has a book coming out. She wins again. So you guys make sure you pick that up. Um, sounds like something I'm going to be picking up. Where can we find the book? So you can find She Wins um, anywhere books are sold online, pretty much. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Target, Walmart. Um, and She Wins Again will be available at SheWinsSociety.com as well as all those places I mentioned. Very soon. Right. Okay, I have okay. to ask because like, I really... Want us to start getting our books? Is it available on Audible? No. Okay. I don't, we gotta we gotta come together like as a community or something and start. I don't know. I don't know what the process is like, and I've only contributed to a book, but yeah, I just mm -hmm. think we could really because there's so many books I want to read, but I'd be having so much stuff. But I'm like, if I could get it on Audible, like I got that's it. our new thing, girl. Audible. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm listening to Will Smith's book, um autobiography right now on Audible, like. But I will be grabbing a copy of the book though still because I, I love like leadership stuff as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to have you back on to talk about it or something. We'll have to figure out something. Maybe we can be a part of your launch party or something. I don't know. Yes, I would love that. Okay. <laughs> we'll host. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a part of a part, one of the reasons why we started um, Theories and Thoughts podcast is because we felt like there was some conversations that weren't being had in our community. Also, we wanted to show that two women with two different backgrounds, thoughts, processes, and everything can come together. And although we don't always agree, we can still be partners, be friends. And I think the show has actually brought us closer What's your name, fans? Yeah. Brought us closer. And I don't always have to agree with her. And that was one of the reasons. Like, because as women, you know, well, if she don't agree with me, I can't be bothered with her. But in actuality, I love Fancy. Like, that's my sister. That's my sister. I wouldn't want to do life without her, you know? And um, she feels the same way. She don't have to say Yeah, it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was only right, you know, she wins because we all winning. So thank you again. And we see you next time. Thank you, ladies. Peace and blessings. All right. She was so pretty. And that lipstick was so pretty. So um, it complimented her, um, her tone and everything so very well. But I'm going to pick up the book as well. We do need to get on that Audible. Maybe we can. I ain't reading nobody's book, but <clears throat> we can figure it out. How to enter books is audible. <laughs> I, I just, you know, I just, I noticed it a lot around, like, you know, I think like we as black women have a lot of great books, but I think like, I don't know what the process is, but I think there's something that's kind of missing there. It seems like it would be really great if we could get more of our books on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, tonight, uh, what am I about to say? Nothing. I have nothing else to share. Um, you can find me at www.ladyceo.com. Also on Jamel Drop. Thank you, Jamel. Dropped my link tree. I'm sorry. I, I did go back. Okay. So last week you talked about putting a link tree in my bio. It was still there. So my link tree, it was still in my bio and my website is in my bio. So my link tree is Lady CEO spelled with the I, L-A-D-I-C-E-O. My email address is A-R-N-Y-A at LadyCEO.com. Lady spelled with an E, um, with the I. Why am I saying E? I am on Clubhouse, Lady CEO. We need to put together um Clubhouse thing. We talked about that last time. Yeah. 
do anything. Um, if you have a question, comment, concern, would like to be a part of the show, you can contact us at theories and thoughts at lazyo.com, T H E O R I E S A N D T H O U G H T S at lazyo.com. Also, make sure you like our, um, like our IG page because we do have a um, theories and thoughts brand. IG page that we're building up. So you can just, we always post the, um, we do post the question of the week and then we post other little stuff throughout the week. Like this week I post, we have certain days we post up. I post one time, um, this guy, he did a, um, a IG and he was like, if you're ever in a lift and you feel like you're feeling uncomfortable, I repost that. I repost this guy talking about, um, it was from Angela Rye's page, but I reposted from his page. I can't remember what he was talking about, but it was real deep. It was um, history, something like that. So we we post some really good topics and questions and quotes. So make sure y'all like our page. Thank you. And um, you guys can find me with everything uh, Swagger Magazine is Swagger Magazine. And then all of my stuff is uh, Fancy Swagger and on Linktree is Fancy Thoughts. And I am Fancy Swagger also on Clubhouse, but I have not been on there in a while. Um, also, don't forget, on March 30th, we are hosting our Her Money Matters panel. Um, well, panels, but it's the Her Money Matters event. And it's going to be March 30th from 5 to 8 p.m. Central Time. And we'll be on Air Meet. The tickets are free. We've announced our panelists. If you'd like to learn any other information about it, you can visit our website or Eventbrite to um, get your tickets. Or if you're interested in vendor or sponsorship opportunities, you know, let us know because we do have a virtual vending table that you all can um, that you all can basically sell your goods or services from. If anyone is familiar with Air Meet, it's like really cool. It's like a really like a, a virtual space, but it has a lot of good features um, to it. So mm-hmm. I and Jermail dropped that link in the I was trying to. I mean, in the um oh in the comments in the comments. I was trying to um, make sure I seen. It. I thought I had seen it, but I was making sure I I seen it. Wow. Next week is wind down. So wind down with us. And the first guest of April is Tanzora. She'll be talking about suicide awareness, prevention and awareness. So that's our next two weeks. Since next week is wind down, I figured I'd just tell y'all who the next person is that's coming on. So thank you guys for joining us tonight. I'm loving my hair. I had to get it clipped over. Anyway, talk to y'all later. Bye.